Hello and welcome to Encouraging Others in Loving Jesus. I am your host, Kim Smith, and this is episode 119, part of our More Than Conqueror series. Today we're talking about Force Your Giant Into the Light. I am recording this particular podcast episode on Father's Day 2021. all of a sudden it just just hit me. Just like each week when I turn on the mic, it seems as though God just kind of swings something my direction that I was not anticipating. We're going to talk today about Goliath. Goliath from the famous story in the Bible, David and Goliath. And we're going to talk about the giants in our life. We're just going to briefly just hit upon some of those. And then over the next few months, we're going to be looking at them each week in comparison to the Lord of Heaven's armies. We talked last week about the Lord of Heaven's armies, Jehovah Sabaoth, and our great and mighty God, and how that no giant that we will ever face in this life will compare to the Lord of Heaven's armies and getting our focus right. The reason I just stopped in that moment, you heard that hesitation, was because one of the giants we are going to be talking about is the giant of grief. As someone who has spent almost 20 years in the field of grief counseling. I have seen so many times the death of a loved one or the death of a relationship hold someone captive and keep them from becoming all God created them to be. And on Father's Day, there are many of us, many of us, whose grief rears its head. Even if our father has been dead for 20 plus years, it doesn't mean that this day does not hold significance. And challenge us. And for some, this day just reminds them of the deep darkness and they plunge. But if you have the spirit of the living God living inside of you, even grief cannot stand. The darkness of grief cannot stand in comparison to the light of God. Today we're going to talk about forcing your giant into the light. I don't know about you, but one of my ineffective coping strategies is denial. 
You ever had that problem? Was just in a conversation today with someone describing that same situation in the life of someone they love. And I had to admit in my mind, I know exactly what that's like. Because I think about the times in my life, sometimes the years in my life, and I hate to admit that, but it's just a fact, where I have known that there was an issue, known that there was a giant, but refused to force that giant into the light for fear that the giant would overtake me that there would be no way to rebound from the blows that that giant would give. Anyone else out there? Have you ever been down that road? Have you ever just somehow or another hoped beyond hope that if you deny that the problem is there, that the problem will either shrink away or won't hurt you? doesn't work, does it? Rarely do giants just meander away. Nope, it doesn't work that way. And so we've been talking for the last couple of weeks about David and Goliath. In 1 Samuel 17, we've read it for the last couple of weeks, the story, the very famous story of David and Goliath, which is really the story of God empowering David. So the Lord of Heaven's armies empowering young David to defeat Goliath and then empowering the Israelites to then defeat the Philistines. We talked, just setting setting up the story in the first week, and we talked about the verse that is our primary focal verse for this entire series, that being Romans 8, 37, and I'm reading from the NIV specifically because of the wording. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And each and every week, I'm going to remind you that you are more than a conqueror through Christ who loved you. But it's our choice. It's your choice whether you live in that victory or if you cower in the corner and just try to pretend that the giants in life aren't really there. Sadly, it it seems as though the Israelite army, including Saul, well, they were in that denial mode. Like, think about it. What have you got? You've got... um, You've got them in the battle formation. They're standing on the top of two mountain areas there. And Goliath comes down to the middle. And he challenges the Israelite army to send down someone to fight against him. And so we're going to look today at that giant. We're going to look at Goliath. We are going to look at this Philistine champion from Gath, and we're going to go back. I'm going to use a blog post that I did quite a few years ago as just 
the background of reminding us. So let's read just a little bit of our text again, just to set up the focus. So 1 Samuel 17, reading from the NLT, the Philistines now mustered their army for battle and camped, and it is talking about they camped along the these mountain ranges, and the valley of Elah was between. It says, so the Philistines and the Israelites faced each other on opposite hills with the valley between them. So you've got them on the two hills, and you have the valley between them. And here's where we get to the focal verses for this week's lesson. Then Goliath, a Philistine champion from Gath, came out of the Philistine ranks to face the forces of Israel. He was over nine feet tall. We'll talk a little bit about that in a moment. He wore a bronze helmet and his bronze coat of mail weighed 125 pounds. He also wore bronze leg armor and he carried a bronze javelin on his shoulder. The shaft of his spear was as heavy and thick as a weaver's beam, tipped with an iron spearhead that weighed 15 pounds. His armor bearer walked ahead of him carrying a shield. Like, really? So there's discussion, which there is about pretty much everything in the Bible, as to whether Goliath was truly like nine feet, nine inches tall, or whether he was really just a really tall man, but not like extraordinarily tall. The story would not make as much sense if he wasn't this massive figure. Like, if he had been like an ordinary height, which is like six feet and nine inches, which is one of the the dictionaries that I saw that that was one of the suggestions, you can remember Saul was a head taller than the rest of the Israelites. So why would Saul be so intimidated by Goliath if Goliath wasn't a massive human being? And why would he be wearing 125 pounds of armor and just like be decked out as this massive man? He is a giant figure. He comes from Gath and he is full of himself. Not only is he full size, he is full of himself. Goliath stood and shouted to taunt across to to the Israelites. Why are you all coming out to fight? He called. I'm the Philistine champion, but you are only the servants of Saul. Choose one man to come down here and fight me. And if he kills me, then we will be your slaves. But if I kill him, you will be our slaves. I defy the armies of Israel today. Send me a man who will fight me. When Saul and the Israelites heard this, they were terrified and deeply shaken. And they weren't going down there. I mean, he had been doing this. He continues to do this day after day after day after day after day. They have that dig their head down in the sand and just hope he goes away mentality. Verse 33, we'll skip way ahead. When David says, goes, goes and says, Hey, I'll fight him. Like who is, who is he to defy the armies of the living God and the Lord of heaven's armies in 33 Saul saying, don't be ridiculous. There's no way you can fight this Philistine and possibly win. You're only a boy. And he's been a man of war since his youth. Not only was Goliath massive, not only was he decked out in the best armor that was possible. I mean, he was, he was like a Hummer in, in the middle of the battleground, so to speak. 
And Saul's like, you don't stand a chance. Not only is he all of that when it comes to massiveness, but he's got experience. And yet David compared this small giant to the Lord of Heaven's armies, and he went to battle. David didn't deny that this was a massive undertaking. David just compared the giant to the Lord of Heaven's armies, and he knew that there was no way that Goliath could stand. Learning from this story, I have spent so much of my life being like the Israelites and Saul and just letting the giant come out day after day after day and taunt. Just continuously coming out and just trying to bury my head in the sand and just hope the giant would go away or in this case, just shut up. Like, I don't want to face this giant. So from my blog post from a few years ago, one of the problems that I see is with our spiritual vision. When we focus on the giant instead of the Lord of Heaven's armies. And I even considered, when I talked through this before, I even considered not talking about the giant and not going into all these variations of different modern-day giants that you and I will face. But that in itself, that doesn't, it's not healthy. It's not healthy because you and I can't deny that we have giants in our life. If we just saw the story and we saw David and we didn't see a giant, like we wouldn't be so enamored with the Lord of Heaven's armies and what he had been able to accomplish. There had to be a giant in the story in order for David to need the courage to trust God to win the battle. So denying that the giant exists, that's not healthy either. But pu putting too much focus on the giant is not healthy. So that's the reason I want us to overcome what I call intentional spiritual blindness, where I'm going to read. One of the problems we have with our giants, or at least I know I have this issue, I attempt to not focus on the giant instead of facing and dealing with the giant directly. Once and for all, I'm going to call this intentional spiritual blindness. Wouldn't it be great if the childhood saying, I see nothing, I hear nothing, I know nothing, denial strategy would solve the problem? <laughs> Wouldn't it? Like we'd all be walking around with our eyes covered, with our ears covered, like we would we would be the queens and kings of denial if that were an effective strategy, but it's not. So let's look first at the physical giant that David and the Israelite army were being taunted by. And then we'll talk just briefly about some of the 
modern day giants that you and I may face. And we're going to talk about those in the next few lessons. So let us begin by examining the physical giant David chose to face in the power of the Lord of Heaven's armies. We are told that Goliath was the Philistine champion from Gath. Why is that significant? Well, let's do a little history lesson on Gath. So from the Holman Illustrated Bible Dictionary, the Kindle edition, it says prior to coming to the Israelites, Gath was a Canaanite city occupied by the Anakim, and that's important, a group known for their large stature. And if you go further in that particular Bible dictionary, talks about, if you look up the Anakim or Anakites, says personal and clan name meaning long neck or strong neck. The ancestor named Anak had three children, Anamim, Shisha, and Talma. And this is from Numbers 13, 22. They lived in Hebron in the hill country, look at Joshua eleven twenty one. before being destroyed by Joshua. Their remnants then lived among the Philistines, look at Joshua eleven twenty two. These tall giants were part of the Nephilim, and that is in Genesis 6, 4, Numbers 13, 33. In other words, Goliath was most likely a giant from a family of giants. Not only was he huge compared to the Israelites, but he obviously had made it his life's mission to fight and win. Again, I do wonder how many times he physically won a hand-to-hand -hand battle versus how many times he won just by trash talking. Getting in the opponent's head and winning by forfeit, but either way, he had the champion's reputation. How many times have you truly been defeated in battle by your particular giant? And how many times have you just forfeited where you just didn't even fight? I have to admit in my own life, sadly, it wasn't that I went down in a blaze. It was that I didn't even step up. I would have been like the Israelites and Saul, including David's three brothers, just standing there, trying to ignore that the giant was coming out day after day after day. There have not been a lot of times where I've been David. I have walked in and said, I refuse to cower and I will face my giant. But when I do, in the power of the Lord of Heaven's armies, I'm victorious 100% of the time. Whoa, what an amazing thought. How about you? Do you have the same problem that I have struggled with? Where you just want to do, I see nothing, I hear nothing, I know nothing. And just hope that the giant hushes. That nobody knows. If I don't talk about my giant, nobody will have any idea that this is an issue in my life. Does that sound familiar to anybody? I know I'm not the only one. I, I'm very much aware of that. So, Greg Laurie, uh, quite quite famous pastor during um, 
especially during the COVID pandemic, because God mightily used his church to reach so many people through social media. But he has an article. It's called Facing Giants, and you can see the link down below. And he has a section in that. It's a short article, but he has a section in that that I want to read to you. And then I want to talk just briefly about some of the giants that I have recognized and that we are going to talk about. And then I want you to think about what or who are the giants in your life. If you could send those to me at encouragingothersinlovingjesus at gmail.com, I will prayerfully consider adding those to the podcast lineup for us to talk through them and talk about how they compare to the Lord of Heaven's armies. But this is from Facing Giants. It talks about the importance of recognizing your giant. But point number three is attack your giant. Goliath had come into the actual territory of the Israelites. He had crossed their line. He was taunting them. And if you tolerate a giant, he will take over your territory. He will come right up on your doorstep. That is why you don't run from giants. You don't negotiate with them. You attack them. The Bible tells us as Goliath moved closer to attack, David quickly ran out to meet him. Go, David. As the enemy drew closer, David ran right at him. Whatever your giant may be, force it into the light of day. Stop rationalizing it. Stop excusing it. Realize you can't defeat it in your own strength. Call on God and pray for his power and then attack it. Draw lines and be accountable to others. Stay away from people or situations where you would be easily tempted. And don't let that giant back into your life again. Finally, trust in the Lord don't look at God in light of your giant. Instead, look at your giant in light of God. And that is what we are going to do for the next few months as we look at some of the giants we face in our life and compare that giant to the Lord of Heaven's armies. But you can't compare your giant to the Lord of Heaven's armies unless you look at the giant. You acknowledge the giant. And then when you look and you see the difference in that giant versus the Lord of Heaven's armies who holds all power, you will walk in victory. You will walk in victory. Some of the giants that God brought to mind, the giant of grief, which we mentioned earlier, the giant of hopelessness. There may be some people on this particular podcast who do not see how their life is possibly ever going to turn around. All you see is deep darkness. And you are considering giving in to that hopeless feeling. For the last few months, every one of my podcasts, in the notes, there has been a reference, the phone number to the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. We will talk in that week about the giant of hopelessness. And maybe you're not in that place, but I hope that you join me that week because you will be brought in front of 
somebody at some point in your life who is in that hopeless place. And may God equip us all. Unforgiveness. One of the biggest giants, I believe, that is keeping us from becoming all God has created us to be. I usually talk about unforgiveness when it comes to us not forgiving others. And that will probably be my main focus that week. But some of you are walking around with a giant of unforgiveness toward yourself. Hmm. Maybe we'll have to spend some time on that as well. How about the giant of death? Even though the Bible says, death, where is your sting? Grave, where is your victory? Some of you are literally scared to death of death. You are so afraid of dying that you are not living. <laughs> we will talk that week about the giant of death. We'll talk about the giant of it's all about me. You may say, well, that's not really a giant. Is it something that is keeping you from becoming all God has created you to be? Then it is a giant. How about fear? Some of us are held captive by fear. It may be fear of a person. It may be fear of rejection. It could be fear of anything. It could be fear of being in a foreign country. I mean, it could be fear of anything, but if it's keeping you from being all God created you to be, it is a giant in your life. One of my favorite weeks is the giant of not what I planned. There are some of you who are so stuck because your life has not turned out as you planned it. And instead of accepting that God truly is in control and can use all things to work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose, you are so stuck on this is not how I planned it that you are allowing that giant to roar in the valley. Mm. Won't go too far on that because I'll get off on that one. The giant of worry. There may be somebody listening to the sound of my voice. You spend 24-7 worrying. I mean, you even worry in your dreams. The giant of, I can't live without. And it could be a person. It could be a thing. But it is some idol in your life. That has become a giant. That you are not willing to be all God created you to be because you can't live without. I hope it's not creature comfort, but for some of you it may be. I can't live without air conditioning, so I can't surrender to all God wants me to be. I hope it's not that. But if it is, let's get it. And then I've got a blank there. I would love for you to write in and tell me, and you can do it in the email form or you can jump into our Facebook group. The link is down below. All you've got to do is request admittance. And if you don't give me some crazy answer to the introductory questions, then I will let you in. I would love to hear about the giants in your life. 
Because if there's a giant in your life, that giant is in the life of someone else because that's just how life is. Our weekly assignment feature this week is to summon the courage to force your largest giant out of the darkness into the light of God. Grab your courage and take that giant that you have been hiding in the closet, hiding under your bed, hiding in your computer, and bring that giant into the light. And then walk with me and the rest of our podcast listeners through this study of more than conquerors. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And when we can live with that knowledge, I mean truly live with that knowledge, how different our lives would be. I want to stop for just a second. I'm looking up something that I hadn't planned uh, Back, I had mentioned this in a a previous episode, but back when I did this story, this lesson set before, I picked songs each week that fit with the theme, the more than conquerors theme. And on this particular week, talking about the giants, uh, there's a Christian artist named Blanca. I had the privilege of watching her a few years ago. And she's talking about facing the giants in her life. And and the title of the song is Greater Is He. And I'm going to put the link in the show notes to the video. But the chorus is based on scripture. And greater is he living in me than he who is in the world. Whatever may come, his strength is enough. My heart is at peace for greater is he. And... Take some time. Take some time to listen to the song and let the words sink in and to think about that giant that you have been trying to ignore, trying to pretend that this giant does not really exist. And yet this giant has been roaring in the valley for a long time. And you've been like the Israelites, just hoping that the giant goes away. Summon the courage to force that giant out into the light. And just see how that giant compares to the Lord of Heaven's armies. Let me close this in prayer. Dear Father, I thank you so very much for the story of David and Goliath. Dear God, but I thank you. Father, for the faith that this young David, that he, he did see the giant. He saw how large, from a human perspective, the giant was. But he saw how huge you are. And he knew the risk was worth it. He stepped forth. And your spirit moved through him and accomplished what could not be done by human terms. 
I pray in the name of Jesus for each person listening to the sound of my voice. Dear God, open up their hearts and minds and show them the giants that they have been cowering from. Those giants that have been keeping them captive for so long. Give them the courage, dear Father, to, number one, force the giant into the light. And number two, to compare the size of that giant to you, O oh God, the almighty, all-knowing, all-loving God of the universe. And may they walk in courage. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I look forward to meeting with you again as we continue our More Than Conquerors series. And remember, it's always a trust and obey kind of day. Mm -hmm.